Yeah. So originally we were called Slutface with a U, um, which yeah. is like uh, the same way it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, but then that was really hard because we kept getting it like, I don't know. We couldn't get any like radio plays in English speaking countries. And it had never been a problem in Norway, but like the stuff that we tried to get out of Norway, that was really hard. Um, and we like would end up in people's spam filters all the time. So then we changed it to that, uh, um, just to make like our lives a little bit easier. And also because it's a nice connection to where we're from because it's a Norwegian level. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to another one of our convos. Today joining us is Haley Shea um, of Slutface, and we are going to be talking about an upcoming EP they have, uh, kind of their background and everything else in between. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Cool to be here. So before we get started, um, can you kind of give us like a little bit of background for like our listeners and viewers? Kind of how did you get your start in music and how did uh, the band come together? Yeah. Um, so we are from a town called Stavanger in Norway, which is on the West Coast here. Um, and I'm also now where I live now. And we started as a pretty traditional four piece when we were still in high school back in 2012. And then we have uh, done a lot of stuff and released two full length records and a bunch of other music from 2012 to 2021 with that pretty traditional rock band four piece setup. And then Last year, um, the other two original, like full-time band members of Slutface left to do other things with their lives, um, very amicably. So now, um, it's my project and we call it a rock band collective because I front it and kind of project manage it. And I'm the main songwriter, but we also have a pretty rotating cast of both live musicians and musicians that contribute on the recorded music. And then we also consider like the producers and songwriters and photographers and artists we work with in the project, like a part of that collective. So that's where we are now. And we have an EP that comes out uh, February 24th. It's called Awake Asleep. Okay, cool. Um, so for like a lot of our viewers and us personally, we're from the U S and we don't have like, you know, a ton of, um, I guess, awareness or knowledge about Norway. So kind of like, what is the music scene like in Norway and kind of how's that influenced you uh, musically? The music scene here is pretty varied. I'd say that, um, well, there are like a couple different things about it. So like, I think what Norway is sometimes most famous for is like, it's harder music. So like metal and black metal, especially like black metal from the nineties. Um, and where I'm from on the West Coast, like that whole metal scene was really big. So that's kind of what I grew up with and where Slutface has always taken a lot of inspiration for its live show from. But then over maybe like the past, let's say like 20 years, like pop music um, and us trying to kind of get on the same level as Sweden, which is our neighboring country, um, mm. has been like a big thing, like trying to get on the same pop scene. So I think now like... A lot of people might not know that they're Norwegian, but we have a lot of big like pop artists in EDM, like Cashmere Cat um, is Norwegian, yeah, yeah. Kaigo like, is Norwegian, Alan Walker, okay. like a lot of those big pop things. So that's kind of where the music scene is now. But we also have like a really strong jazz and like um, classical, like all those things are pretty, pretty big because it's kind of, I think it's easier in Norway because there's such a strong social democracy and like going to college is free. So it's, 
Mm. It's a lot easier to like choose that as a path, I think, than in a lot of other places where you're like worried about how you'll pay off your student loans yeah. if you become a yeah. musician. <laughs> so yeah. Definitely. Okay, cool. So um like you mentioned Black Metal and all that. I was I was aware of Kygo. Um so who would you say like some of your like your biggest like musical influences yourself were? In Nor- like Norwegian artists? Just, just in just in general. Um a lot of different stuff. Like my parents are both American, which is why I sound like this, like this slightly weird American accent. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of American music and wasn't like as first in Norwegian music as a kid. So a lot of Bruce Springsteen, a lot of R.E.M. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff, like classic rock stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like the metal scene, like bands like Kaler Talk or like Purified in Blood, who are like Norwegian metal bands who were a big influence on us growing up because that was kind of the only thing that played live in our town pretty much. Um, and then like as an adult or I guess my whole life since I was a teenager, I've been really into like new rock and Indian pop music. So I'm a huge, I have, I am still and have been like forever a huge Phoebe Bridgers fan since she started releasing music. I really, our music on this record is very influenced by like time and I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, so it kind of goes all over the place. But like, I don't know, strong pop music, good lyrics—that's always what I've been attracted to. Okay, and um, how did the name like Slutface? Like, how did you guys choose Slutface as as the name of the band? Yeah, so originally we were called Slutface with a U, um, which yeah. is like uh, the same way it's pronounced. Yeah, um, but then that was really hard because we kept getting like. I don't know. We couldn't get any like radio plays in English speaking countries. And it had never been a problem in Norway, but like the stuff that we tried to get out of Norway, that was really hard. Um, and we like would end up in people's spam filters all the time. So then we changed it to that, uh, um, just to make like our lives a little bit easier. And also because it's a nice connection to where we're from because it's in Norwegian Lebanon. Yeah. Um, so, and it kind of, I don't know, it started off kind of like as a joke, but it also was supposed to be like a, I don't know, like a feminist message on the way that women are portrayed in the music business where it's like a lot of the time it's about like sexuality and how you look and um, like how appealing you are in a traditionally like feminine sense. Um, so it was supposed to be kind of like satire on that at first. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know, any band name, you kind of just grow into it. Like I've been in a band called Slutface since I was 18 at this point and I don't really think about that name as much anymore but um every time i have to explain it to someone new um, i always am like remember that like oh yeah people <laughs> probably wonder what that's about <laughs> yeah so you kind of you kind of alluded to like some of like your social and political like um leanings, especially with the name um also musically you guys kind of touch on a lot of social and certain political um aspects has that always been something that you wanted to like express musically yeah definitely i mean um it's always felt important to us to use the platform that we have to make music and talk about issues that are important to us. So I think it's, I think it's really hard to be a person in the world and like worry about climate change at this point. So that's always like filtered into our music. And, um, I can't really at this point, just cause we've like thought about it for so long and like, um, you know, been so aware of like the gender imbalance in the music industry. I kind of still, I kind of see everything through that lens and 
yeah. it always has been a big part of the way that I write lyrics and the way we think about music and, you know, our band. Yeah. So I guess I also bring to the point of like your creative process, kind of how's your creative process um, when it comes to like creating music and how's it like now versus when you guys first started? Because obviously the dynamic with your band has changed uh, dramatically over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, so at first we, I was talking to somebody about this today that like, it feels like we, since we started in 2012, like just before it was like really accessible to use you know, digital software to make music. And like just before it was like really cheap to get like a, a, a sound interface and all that kind of stuff. We mostly wrote like a lot of our, our first music in a rehearsal space, just like everybody working on their parts. And mm-hmm. I would like write lyrics by hand in the rehearsal space and we would improvise and test things out. So that was kind of where we started. And then as we, you know, kind of became professional musicians, I guess we all like kind of got more interested in, recording things and like using DAWs and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of changed. And then last year when we had like the biggest change in the band, now we kind of work in a bunch of different ways simultaneously. So I write some, I you know work on everything, but I write with different partners. So sometimes we're in a rehearsal space with like a core live band and we're like jamming stuff out and practicing and improvising all together. And then Sometimes I work in a studio with other songwriters and producers and we work that way. So for me, it's been really like a freeing thing to have like Mm. every tool available and be able to work in so many different ways. So it's really fun. Cool. And um, I guess with Awake Asleep, this is your first project, you know, as you kind of being a solo project, how can like people expect the music or sound to like, maybe have changed or shifted in, in a different way since since the music you put out before? I think like the biggest change is definitely the tools that we've used. So the biggest change is on songs where we've kind of made most things in like more of a pop studio setting, which means like building things around lyrics and chords and vocal ideas and like adding textures and sounds that, you know, come from a computer or from a synth or from a drum machine instead of having it be like, um, you know, a bass through an amp, right? An electric guitar through an amp. That's like probably the biggest change. Um, and this EP is like kind of a snapshot of like a bunch of different things because I really wanted to try to keep this first release as like Slutface 2.0, where we um, identify as a collective instead of like a band as open as I could. But it's kind of like seven very different tastes of things. Yeah. Um, and lyrically, I've also been trying to experiment with like different ways of writing on this record. So whereas a lot of our earlier music, I guess, is maybe more like confessional or like diary style. We have a lot of that on this EP too, but there's also a lot more stuff that's inspired by like, like I'm a big fan of Mitski and the way that she writes things almost as like a short story. So there's mm. some things that are influenced by that too. Okay. And um, for this project also, you guys are doing like a fan DIY um, thing. Going on? Yeah, right. we have a, a zine that's coming out. Yeah. Okay, so how, like, how did this come about? Uh, kind of was inspiration. Like, what do you guys plan on doing with it when it when it comes together? So at first, like, because we were, because <laughs> we at first started making zines, like for our first releases back in like 2012 to 2015, okay. where we would use them to like. It's like a promo tool to give out at showcases and have our friends contribute with like illustrations and photographs of, you know, it was just something to make. And I'd always really like 
been interested in zine culture, but um, I've never like been a part of that scene. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> so when I started yeah. a band, it seemed like a good chance to like just make our own zine. Um, so this this one is kind of trying to take things back to like the start of our band when um, it just felt like everything was open and there were so many options to be creative and do cool stuff. Um, and I've kind of wanted to bring that back as much as I could into the project. So we have a zine that's going to come out along with the EP at the end of February. That'll be fan contributions. So like so far, people have sent like photographs and lyrics and we've had contributors that have like done makeup looks based on our cover art from previous releases and sent in photographs of that. So it's, it's basically like whatever people want to make. Um, yeah. yeah. And we're still looking for contributions. So if anybody wants to send us something, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know, you gotta be careful. You have like open-ended invites to, to fans because we've not so like this to you. Sometimes you never know what, uh, what people are going to send your way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it'll be, I'll be curious. So far, it's like we have a pretty chill set of fans. Um, so, so far, it's all been like pretty wholesome. But uh, you okay. know, if I have to sift through some other stuff that may not be what I'm looking for, I'll do that too. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to like put it all together in a zine with some stuff that comes from, you know, stuff that I've made and stuff the band has made as well. Uh, and then like, yeah, we'll send out physical copies to anybody that has... Um, that whose contribution made it into the zine and I'll probably make it available to download on our website too. Cool. Very cool. Um, we've done like full physical, like, uh, cocktail books and stuff like that ourselves. So like, yeah, it's a fun process. It is. I really process. like it. So then there are like new challenges considering this is like your solo project, your first kind of solo outing. Um, are there like new challenges with that shifting dynamic? I mean, the biggest Changes just then that I I played in a band that was like very much a democracy for basically my whole adult life. So we all like the four of us um, at the start, and then kind of the three main members after that. We all shared all the responsibilities. So like everything from, and we've always tried to do as much ourselves as we have time to do. So there were just a lot of new things to learn how to do. Like I didn't, I wasn't in charge of the accounts before. Now <laughs> I have to like do that or. Um, yeah, like, yeah, basically like consolidating everything that four of us split responsibilities of and now just doing it myself, um, has been the biggest change, I think. But it's like, it has ups and downs because like, it was nice to be able to like bounce ideas off of other people and share responsibilities. But having like one person make a lot of the decisions also streamlines the process a little bit. So yeah, ups and downs to all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten a chance to actually listen to Wake or Sleep um, in its entirety a couple times now. So um, there's a couple of things I want to like ask you about. Like, are yeah. there any like favorite tracks you have that you're like most excited to kind of play live or like for listeners to kind of get their hands on? I we released like the last single before the EP comes out today, January 20th, and the single we released today is called Nose, and that's probably one of my favorites. And that's been such a kick to perform live. Um, especially like we did a, our last big show in our hometown of Oslo before Christmas now. And the Oxlade Running, who plays saxophone on that song, joined us live, which was a real kick. Cause like baritone sax, which he plays on that track is, well, that's the saxophone on the track is like a regular saxophone pitch down, but for the gig, he had a baritone sax and that's such a kick because it's so loud and it's so fun. That's been a good one. Um, 
And then I am really proud of the song Indoor Kid. So I'm excited for people to hear that. I think that's maybe one of my favorites. So yeah, but I'm excited to hear what people think. It's a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and that was definitely one of my favorites um, that I kind of like was drawn to like right away. And um, Happy, which obviously you guys released a single a little while ago. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Friday Nights. I was like, I really like Friday Nights too as well. That was a cool song. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's been fun to work on all those different things because like there's a pretty big change. Like Slowface has always kind of made like whatever we wanted to make, but there is a pretty big difference in like dynamic from Friday Nights, which is probably the most ballady song to like Happy, which is the most up-tempo and hardest hitting song. So those contrasts are really fun, I think. Yeah, like you said, it was like kind of like a playlist. Like I played this like different dynamic songs. I think it was like a good taster maybe of like what you guys are planning on doing in the future. Yeah. That's how it's intended to be, like kind of a like a little bit of a mixtape where you're like shuffling between different moods and ideas. And, yeah. Okay, cool. And I definitely wanted to talk about Endocrine because it's a very kind of specific kind of song. Um, yeah. Is this like you speaking from like a specific perspective, like a personal, is like your personal kind of telling of how you are or is this kind of you speaking from somebody else's perspective? I think it's a little bit of both. It's usually like... Um, it's definitely a lot of me, um, but kind of taken to an extreme, which is usually how we write. So it's kind of like a, a fictionalized version. Um, but yeah, it's like all, it is how I feel about life. I was, cause Mikhail Paskalev, who's a Norwegian artist and producer who helped, who co-wrote it with me. I was, we were talking about the fact that like we both love to just, if we have a whole day off, we'll just like watch a thousand movies in a row and. <laughs> I'm a huge like binge watcher of things. Uh, and like some people that I talk to about that, I think they sometimes it feels like people think that's like kind of sad or like they're worried that I'm like wasting my life. <laughs> um, but I was like telling him, like, if I look back on my life and like my main thing was that I watched a lot of movies and read a lot of books, I don't think I'd be too bummed. Not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of from that perspective, but it's also like, the EP is called Awake Asleep because like some of the tracks I think that was like the awake songs, which are more like real and confessional. And then there are the asleep songs that kind of go into more of this like dream fantasy state, um, where things okay. are less real. Um, and Indoor Kid kind of, it like lives in the between of those two extremes. So yeah. yeah. I think it was a song that kind of like stuck out to me so much because it's like, Kind of, it's a little different nowadays because obviously with like COVID and the pandemic and then like with the rise of all these social media and like, like you said, all these things to binge and watch. I think like so many people, especially like from the younger generations would relate like a lot to like a song like this. Yeah. I mean, it's always been the way I felt. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> like after the pandemic, I feel like it's gotten easier to just be honest. Like if you're a true introvert, basically. <laughs> <laughs> So you got, like you said, um, it's been almost 10 years since you started Slutface. Um, does it feel like it's been 10 years for one? And then also like, what are some like the most memorable moments, maybe shows, tours during this whole journey? It feels like it's been 10 years and at the same time not because what we're doing now feels really new. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not even 30 yet. I don't really feel like I should be allowed to say that like I've been doing anything for 10 years, but (laughs) I guess I have. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, I think like some really memorable things have been, 
I don't know, like stuff like the scene, things we've done together with fans, like a lot of our underage shows that we put on when we were first starting are still things that like really stand out to me where, you know, we were like trying to include fans in things and, you know, making something together as a part of our community. So um, we used to have really fun underage shows before we turned 20 that are really memorable. Um, and then like... Our first tour to Australia, where we were supposed to go back during the pandemic, but then that got canceled, obviously. So I, I really yeah. look forward to going back there. But that was a really special one. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of the little things that really stand out. Like I've gotten, I've made really good friends and built a really fun community and toured with bands that I grew up loving. Um, like we did a tour with my favorite band of all time, the British band called Los Campesinos. And then we supported the Canadian band Puff back in 2019. And I'm huge fans of both those bands. So yeah, both of those were really special too. Cool. And um, so what are your goals now? Like for the future, do you guys have any more tours, any upcoming shows after the release of obviously Awake Asleep later on in February? Yeah, um, we're going to start out with playing mostly in Norway during the spring, but then we hope to make it like, well, we're starting in Scandinavia basically in the spring and then, um, with one show in Sweden as well. And then, um, hopefully make it to like more of the rest of the world. Um, the States isn't really on our plan right now just because it's super expensive to tour there. We've done that twice before, once in 2016 and one in 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said, uh, South by Southwest, right? Yeah, and then one trip to South by Southwest. We we played in the states like three different trips, basically, um, which has always been so fun. But it's also so expensive. Like I'm a U.S. citizen, but visas for everybody else is so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make super good financial sense. But yeah, we hope to be announcing some more dates in the U.K. pretty soon. Um, yeah, touring and like playing those songs live and working on the next full length record is basically where we're at for this year. All right. Well, thank you for uh, joining us. It was fun talking to you and uh, yeah, kind you of picking your mind about the the new EP. Excited for everybody to kind of get a chance in here. And um, yeah, we'll definitely be looking out for you in the future. Yeah. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you. <laughs>